0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Welcome in to the lead off with uh, Jay Binkley here on a Saturday. Brandon Kylie at a wedding. kylie has got a lot of weddings. He's at that age where he's got a lot of weddings to go to. That's what happens to people when they're in their 20s They go to weddings. And when you're my age, you go to the divorce parties. Oh, gosh, Don't look at me like that, Kramer. I'm being oh, serious. Oh, gosh. Jay Binkley here with Kramer, the Kramer dog, producing the operation. Uh, like I said, this is the leadoff. Leading you into the Kansas State coverage at 1130. Kansas State versus TCU today. Kramer, you're rolling your eyes at me, and uh, it's much too early to do that. It's Saturday. Get happy. This is college football Saturday. Got college game day on. This is, this is a good mood. I'm just giving you a dose of reality, my man. This is what happens. I'm just trying to keep my eyes awake. When I was in my early 20s, my man, you know, not only was I married and quickly divorced, but a lot of my friends were. You wouldn't believe all the weddings you would go to. And then a year or two later, everybody's divorced. Listen to me now, son. I like to give you life advice. I, I enjoy your life advice. But here's the thing, Kramer. You think things are perfect, and they're never perfect. We thought we had a perfect NFL team that's dropped two games with the Kansas City Chiefs. Life's not perfect, Kramer. It's just not. Sports are like life. What you expect, don't expect it. You know, I still listen to uh, what Denny Matthews said a couple years ago. Might be the greatest thing I have ever heard when it comes to sports, picking sports. Ask Northwestern this question. It was absolutely pounded. By Ohio State last night, 52-3. to Expect the unexpected. Now, it's expected that Ohio State's going to beat you, but to drill you like that on a Friday night? <sighs> Come on, man. College football game day at uh, Penn State. I'm looking forward to this Penn State-Michigan game tonight. I love Saturdays because I like the college football slate. And as far as the local teams today, Kansas State gets going at 30 against TCU. Mizzou, 3 o'clock against Vanderbilt. And you can catch that. Uh, you can catch the K State game right here on six ten Sports Radio. You can catch Missouri on our sister station ninety eight point one KMBZ on the FM. And then tonight, the Kansas Jayhawks square off against an angry Texas team with a new offensive coordinator, Brent Deerman. Les Miles changing up offensive coordinators, running to the football, being active. So that's the uh, the local college football slate today. And we'll hear from John Kurtz coming up at about eleven o'clock as we preview that uh, Kansas State TCU game that's coming up at 11.30, the pregame coverage right here on 610 Sports Radio. But the one thing about this is, with the Chiefs playing Thursday night, you get that dub out of the way. It feels good. There's no, you, you, you don't, no anxiety. You're not thinking about the matchup. W's already there. The W's already there. Not only that, the Chiefs get a couple of days off. This is good for the Kansas City Chiefs. They needed that win. I think they needed that win worse than we thought they needed that win. And right now, we're seeing this defense step up. And they stepped up. And I keep hearing, uh, I felt, and I keep seeing that the defense, you know, they stepped up for Pat Mahomes. I felt they were stepping up anyway. You know, watching that game, they came out with a different physicality. They were punching Denver in the mouth. And so the adage is, Kramer, they finally stepped up. We've been asking this defense to step up for Mahomes. Do something for Mahomes because he's carrying the team. It's like Eric Cosmer, you see that, that little backpack motion after hitting home runs, you know, the little backpack, you know, carry the team, you know, put the backpack on. That's what Mahomes have been doing. But I felt that they were stepping up anyway. I thought this they had a mindset to beat the Denver Broncos. And then I hear the defense stepped up. No, they didn't step up because Pat's down. They needed to step up when Pat was still good. That's what kind of bothers me. Hey, well, Pat went down, we had to step. Of course they have to step up. But you know what? They should have stepped up for Pat Mahomes as well. Detroit, embarrassing against the Colts, embarrassing against the Texans, embarrassing against the Broncos. That's brilliant. Again, Denny Matthews, expect the unexpected. I wasn't expecting that kind of defensive performance. That was fun football. I I love defense. I'm a defensive-minded guy. I will take the 10-3 to 3 score. I mean, here's the thing. We, we all like, you know, wide-open offenses. I... I like arena football. I like the XFL. I like scoring. I loved watching the Chiefs offense last year. But I also like good pitching in baseball. If there's a one-to-nothing game, I'm good with that because it's good pitching. It's what you should see in the postseason, not nine to eight games. Yesterday, between the Yankees and Astros, well-pitched game, they just gave up the runs in the first inning. And then it was a well-pitched game. I'm okay with that. It's the way it should be. I like good defense. And right now, like, you know, far as looking ahead in the AFC, who's the teams to beat. New England Patriots, you know, the number one defense. That's concerning because defense will trump most things when you get to the postseason. But the high-scoring offenses, what happened last year? The Patriots faced the first, second, sixth highest-scoring offenses in the NFL last year. Held them to a collective 10 points in the first half, all three of those teams. The Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Rams. And they held them. But, you know, they gave up a few points in the second half, but they will assert themselves in the beginning. But the Chiefs, in this mindset of stepping up without Pat Mahomes, here was Alex Okafor, which, by the way, had a great game um, Thursday night, like most of the guys on defense. You probably can't name a guy on defense that did not have a good name, a good game. I'm talking from Hitchens to to the Honey Badgers. to Everybody had a good game. Here was Okafor about their mentality when Mahomes is out.
0: Is just hold down the fort until he gets back. I mean, we're, we're very capable of doing that, whether it's Matt Moore, whether it's Chad Henney coming back or whatever. Coach Reed is a, a brilliant play caller, and he'll do whatever he needs to do to get that offense firing. But for us as a defense, man, if we played like we did last night, it won't
1: matter what the offense does. That's kind of our mentality defensively. That's great. You like hearing that? They should have had this mindset before. It should have taken Pat Mahomes to go out in the game to have this mentality, we got to step up. I thought they were going to have pride this year. I thought they were going to be embarrassed what happened last year, and that was going to serve as a motivator for this year's Chiefs team. So a little bit surprised. A little bit surprised in that. And I'll tell you this much, a lot of it has to do with Mahomes. And I talked a lot about this last night. Like, I'm impressed with 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns with Pat Mahomes, but I was even more impressed after the game he's standing there in the locker room, you know, giving the team high five high fives when they came and broke the team down it was crazy but that, that's who he is and that that stood out to me because it it, it rests people's minds that their quarterback is coming back just like Okafor after the game when he talked about Mahomes
0: at first when we saw uh what happened I think everybody was devastated you know whenever your general goes down it's never a good sign but um we see him walking around uh not sure what that means but Hopefully it's positive, so uh, we'll see what the timeline looks like, and hopefully we can get back out there.
1: See, him walking around, I think is, I hope this is a positive. That's that's the stuff that does. By him being a tough guy and showing the guys in the locker room that he, he, he may be uh, hit, he may have dislocated the kneecap, and keep in mind they weren't sitting there watching the footage like we were. You know, they're on the sidelines, a pretty good view of what was going on. Probably could hear the screams from Pat Mahomes, but it was a tough guy. But this whole notion about stepping up bothers me.
2: When he went down, man,
0: we uh, we knew we had to rise to the occasion and step up to the plate defensively. Offense has, to say the least, carried us a lot this year, and it was our time to return the favor.
1: Hell yes. Thank you for finally saying it. Frank Clark's been saying it. Hey, we got to step up. This is before Mahomes got hurt. I mean, it was imperative to get that. But here's the thing. But by not stepping up, they took two L's to the Colts and Texans at Arrowhead that could have won those games. They had a 17-3 lead against the Texans. Blew it. That This kind of mindset about stepping up would have done this team a bunch of favors, especially now that you're going to be without Mahomes three or four weeks. Having those Ws would have been nice. Wouldn't it be nice with the Chiefs 7-0? You know, like, take a couple Ls on the streak, maybe two, three losses. You could stomach that 7-2, 7-3 at the point that Mahomes comes back. I just wish this attitude would have been present A couple weeks ago. I do. I love hearing what I'm hearing now. But this should have been the mindset in St. Joe. This should have been the mindset in Jacksonville game one. Instead of letting Minshew mania, which he's not been great lately. I'm not sure if you're keeping up with the stats on on Gardner Minshew. But it's not been blowing away. I mean, he was what? He killed it against the Chiefs. What, 22 or 25? Something like that. But uh, he's come back down to reality. But I hear these things. And I'm like, what are we saying here? This is defense needed to step up all along. They spent a lot of resources in this defense. If you ever think how much Clark Hunt cares about this team and wants that trophy, Clark Hunt, don't forget at the beginning of the season, you know, on the franchise that show the Chiefs have, it's actually very well done. I was Probably my favorite episode was this week. They, they show it on on YouTube. It's on their YouTube channel and Facebook, and I think Fox Sports has it as well, but it's, it's every other Wednesday. It's called the franchise. If you're a fan of hard knocks, And you're a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, which most of you are because you live in Kansas City. I get it. I am too. But the bottom line is the franchise is like Hard Knocks, and this was the most like Hard Knocks that I've seen the franchise delve into. Now, they wasted their time some in the beginning with, like, Khalil McKenzie and going to his house. I mean, they still haven't hit what I want them to hit. That's a day in the life of Pat Mahomes, like the biggest star. How about show him franchise or go hang out with Kelsey for a night? That would be probably a lot of fun. You know, go out there. But they were in the house of Lashawn McCoy when he's moving in. And they were doing a great job. But there's Clark Hunt. And this guy has spent all the resources and money on his team. They wanted Matt House, got him from Kentucky. Cost him a little bit extra to get the, the defensive coordinator from Kentucky here as a linebacker coach. Remember, you can pay your coaches whatever you want. They bring in Brendan Daly, three Super Bowl rings, New England Patriots, bring in Spags. They wanted to fix this defense. I'm wondering how much of an influence Andy Reid had. Andy Reid wants that ring. Andy Reid does not care that he's sixth all-time in wins. He doesn't care he got win number 200. He wants a Super Bowl ring. And I I truly believe that. Like, you heard, like, he was a little bit excited after the Denver game. It wasn't because he just won 200, winning 200, you know? No, he cares about a Super Bowl ring. Like Marty Schottenheimer, he's been let down by the performance of the team in the postseason. That happened to good old Marty, the guy that he's tied with on the all-time list. Curly Lambeau up next for Andy Reid with 226. As Andy Reid tries to migrate into the top five, probably take um, at least to, well to get to 26 wins compared to be in the next year. But the bottom line is, is this whole notion of stepping up, this should have been the mindset. So yeah, I like him saying that, but then again, it kind of ticks me off that this is what the mindset at the beginning of the season. They absorbed two losses that would have been great to be W's at this point, especially now that Mahomes is out. Because now you're hoping you go two and two. while Mahomes is out. If he's out four games, which I think he will be, because I don't think they're going to bring him back for week four in Mexico City. Last year that field was trash. Last year that field was so bad they had to move the game to LA. Am I am I supposed to think they're magically going to make a great field? I don't know. I'm I'm concerned about it. I really am. And especially Pat Mahomes coming back on that. You know, the Ankle again, you got the bye week the following week. I'm expecting that. But man, it would have been nice for the Chiefs to have those extra couple W's. And for a defense that's finally looking in the mirror and said, Oh, he stepped up. Come on, man. Come on, cream dog. Come on. 913 576 7610 is the phone number, live and local, carrying you through here on the leadoff. Up until Kansas State coverage begins at 1130, the Protein House, even the Purpose text line, 69306 if you want to contribute to the show. I always encourage being at, in it, or, um, interactive. I was going to say inactive. I don't encourage that. The producer's inactive enough. I mean, interactive. I'll stop teasing you at some point, man. Thanks, Mike. Teasing is a form of endearment. Like my grandpa used to hammer me. He'd make fun of me all the time because he liked me, right? Yeah. That's, that's the, and coaches that give people crap, they like them. That's the form of uh, liking yeah, someone. exactly. Exactly. Coming up next, I thought this was interesting. Howie Long and Troy Aikman during the game or talk, talk in, during the Chiefs broadcast brought up something very interesting. And I'm glad they said it because I've been talking a lot about this balance issue uh, last week. We'll hit that next.
3: The leadoff with Brandon Kiley, 610 Sports Radio.
1: Welcome back to the leadoff. Jay Binkley in here, Brandon Kylie out for the day. Uh, they get another wedding to go to. Unbelievable, unbelievable stuff for Brandon Kylie. But the Kansas State football comes up right after me, and then I'll be back uh, tomorrow, actually, on uh, Bink Sunday to uh, continue talking some football. I love Sunday shows because I can kind of recap what happened. I, I'm such a college football junkie. And if you listen Thursday nights at eight, pure college football hour each and every week right here on 610sports.com. It's a great show. And I appreciate that, Kramer. Thank you very much. Checks in the mail. And you can download it as well on demand, 610sports.com. But I bring on the same cast of characters every week. I give you a few takes about the local teams to begin with. Then always, John Kurtz in Manhattan, a Kansas State insider, faithful to our colors podcast on 610sports. And I bring on Gary Pinkley. comes on each and every week to talk about Missouri. And it's kind of interesting. Because he kind of cuts loose now. He's always was always so guarded as a coach, but he kind of lets the guard down a little bit. He will look ahead. He would never look ahead back when he was coaching. I'd add, you know, he'd never do it, but he will look ahead and stuff like this. And then of course Kling, who's the Kansas football sideline reporter for Kansas football. And by the way, Kling's back in Texas today. He was in Texas a couple of weeks ago, TCU. He's back in Austin today. I asked him if he's going to do horns down. Because now we can't because they, they get real sensitive about that horns down stuff. Very very sensitive about the uh, horns down nine one three five seven six seven six ten is the phone number. Protein House Eat with the Purpose text line six nine three zero six was talking about Alex Okafor and this mindset of you know we had to step up because Pat Mahomes is out. Well, again, and I'll say it to me, this organization's been relying on Pat Mahomes to carry him, put the backpack on. You know we're fine as long as Pat. So maybe this will spark them, but again. Where the hell was stepping up earlier in the season? What the hell happened against the Colts and the Texans? It should be Ws for the Kansas City Chiefs in an all-in Super Bowl-type season. Talking about that, then Troy Aikman, Howie Long said something interesting on the broadcast. Talk about that next. But first, I'll go out to the phone lines like I love to do, 913-576-7610. Let's go to Overland Park and talk to uh, Josh who wants to talk. Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. What's up, Josh? Hey, Bink. How's it going? Good, man
4: good yeah i got two things for you real quick i'll try to make it brief
1: well it's um, it's buy two get one free so uh yeah.
4: <laughs> only on saturdays right that's right uh so yeah real quick i was uh i was listening to uh sean levine and c dot yesterday and they were kind of arguing if it was the right play to call that quarterback sneak mm-hmm. and uh you know i i'm in the belief that you know quarterback sneaks work most of the time and it's a pretty safe play but I just disagree with C-Dot. You know, he kept on saying, well, you know, if Pat Mahomes can't do that quarterback sneak, well, then why is he even playing in the first place? I mean, I agree that Pat Mahomes should be able to do a quarterback sneak, but I don't remember the last time a team ran one of their quarterbacks who meant, you know, so much to the team when he's hobbled. I, I don't remember a quarterback doing a quarterback sneak when he's hobbled with an ankle injury. Sure. And, he's, you know, he's an MVP for the team. So
1: Yeah, and pa- just- I'll pause you right there for a second. Then I'll let you go on. But, no, New England does it all the time. Belichick to Brady. Here's the thing. Analytics would say it's an extremely high percentage play. I love the quarterback sneak. I mean, I'm a big fan of doing it, but I'm a big fan of doing it in the time and place. And sometimes, and I and I love analytics of baseball. I love the numbers. I, I like that stuff. Football outsiders, you name it, I like it. But then again, I look at the real world tool, too. What's in front of me? How's my quarterback? How's the franchise? Is he 100%? Because quarterback sneaks, you're going to get hit. And Pat Mahomes right now is a target.
4: Exactly. Whether they
1: pat him on the shoulder or whatever, hey, we're sorry you're hurt, come on. The Colts and Texans were looking for every second that he was hobbled, and then they'd switch to man coverage. He is a target. I would have preserved him in that situation. I love going for it on fourth down. But again, you were going against the Broncos, and that team was hot crap. And they're still whining about it, and I'll get to it because they're still whining about that team, even today, how bad they looked the other night. I've been an advocate of using the guy, 6'6", 252 pounds. His name is Blake Bell. He goes by the (laughs) belldozer, who had 24 freaking rushing touchdowns at Oklahoma's first two years before they switched positions. Let's get some belldozer going, all right? Exactly. I mean, we're playing the
4: Broncos, what? You know, early in the season, it's not a playoff game. Yeah. And we know he's hobbled. That's my biggest issue is he's hobbled with an ankle injury. With you
1: 100%.
4: It's so easy to fall on that. So I don't agree with the play call. If he's healthy, yeah, go for it. But you know, it's not it's the, the highest percentage game.
1: play, though. It really is. But yeah, it's the yeah. third most run. I mean, usually yeah. it's inside runs and outside runs. Since 2015, it's the third most run play. Some some coaches are, are will do it, and some are kind of cautious of doing it for the quarterback. Keep in mind, do the Patriots really do this when Brady's hobbled up? I mean, they love to the run so. it. But, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I see. I, I
4: disagree with you with the uh, with the Patriots with uh, Tom Brady. They do it all the time, yes, but I don't see him doing it when he's hobbled. I don't no, that's what I'm saying. It.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah,
4: exactly. But uh, real quick, last thing. I got disconnected from you last night. I was talking about it. I know you didn't really agree with it, but I was talking kind of about Kaepernick and maybe possibly bringing him in, and you kind of mentioned that, you know, it's going to take some time to – you know get all the plays down for him you know he got you josh gotta
1: go we gotta we, we gotta get over this man we gotta roll real
4: quick just hear me out just hear me out we know what matt moore is right we, we've seen matt moore he's been in the league forever we know what Ka- kaepernick's ceiling is we know what he can do yes he's been out of the league for three years it's going to take some time to get in the playbook but i'm just saying we've heard over and over and over again pat mahomes can have another dislocation he's prone to dislocate that knee again do you really want to see matt moore who we already know we've seen matt moore for years upon years we know what he's capable of i'm not impressed by him i have been impressed from kaepernick in the past so i'm not saying he's going to come in and do what he's done in the past because he's at, he's been out of the league for like you said three years i'm willing to take the chance because not only can he maybe spark something you know he, he can run he's mobile I'm not saying he's going to be Why aren't you, you calling for, for
1: you. Tony Romo or somebody like that that's been no, sitting there? I
4: mean, uh, Tony, I mean, no, I, I, would, I would take my chances on Kaepernick because I think if he balls out, like I was saying last night, if he balls out, I think another team might take a chance on him and we all can right. get something
1: Come out on. of him. Come I mean. on, Josh. Josh, I love you, man, but you, you keep hearing the same point. Matt Moore is with the team. He's with the system. He understands the system. They're going to ride with Matt Moore, and I get it, man. I mean, do you call in money or something because that's all you do is you call in I mean, I love the take, though. I mean, it was a great take on the the quarterback snake. But this whole notion of bringing somebody in, and here's the deal, I I get it. You know, I listen to national sports radio quite a bit. Patrick Mahomes is the hot-button issue. I mean, when when people get together and think about a show, they're hey, let's talk Mahomes. You know, we don't just talk Mahomes here in Kansas City. They talk about him nationally as well. Because if you're going to talk about the NBA, you're going to talk about LeBron. Well, if you're going to talk about the NFL, you talk about Pat Mahomes. It's what they do. But the one thing is, you know, all these hot takes and the bring in Mario bring in. you got to know the system. Handy Reed is a stickler for understanding the system, and I'm with him on that. There is something to going with people that have been here, and Chad Haney's probably going to come back in a couple of weeks. you got to ride and die with Matt Moore at this point. Again, he's been in the film rooms with Patrick Mahomes. He understands the vision, the direction this team is going. He practices with the timing. Well, he, I doubt he's out there very often with Tyreek Hill and the bunch as far as getting the timing down. But he's out there at the facility, understands the vision. He understands the enemy. He understands the direction they're going. Andy Reid wants this. Matt Moore's been in the league since 2007. He only has 30 starts. You know, he's been, but they almost got him a couple years ago. Almost got him, but they went with Chad Henning. They could have flipped a coin probably how close it was. Matt Moore could have been here. Instead, he went to uh, assistant coach for high school football team last year. He helped the Miami Dolphins. The worst team in the NFL at the Combine. You have a Miami Dolphins scout as quarter. I get it, man. It's concerning. He did throw 52% of his completions in Denver. He had that one nice play to Tyree Kill, and everybody's says, oh, man, look at him. It's just like Damian Williams in the preseason. Catches a wheel route. Oh, man, look at this weapon. That you, Come on, man. Sample size. Let's go back to the phone lines. 913-576-7610. We'll talk to Mark. What's up, Mark?
2: Hey, good morning. A um, couple things before the trade deadline there. Possibility of trying to trade for Geno Atkins. I think he uh, is the better run stopper. Doesn't seem to give up any real estate. And the other is possibly uh, if Moore doesn't look good, at what point do they put Sh- Schumer in since he knows the offense and been been here since the uh, since the OTAs. Uh, seems like he can run the offense.
1: Yeah, as far as trade deadline deals, I don't, I don't know if the Chiefs go defensive line. If anything, you know, it would be that cornerback position. I mean, I still think that, that, that you might say, "Well, what do we talk about?" Antonio Brown's not with the Patriots anymore. Well, AJ Green could be. Bills Belichick's not done. He's not done at all. <laughs> Trust me, he's not done at all. Now, as far as Kyle Shermer, again, here's the thing: Matt Moore undrafted Oregon State. Kyle Shermer undrafted Vanderbilt. You know, neither one of them were drafted. But the problem is, as I've said, Andy Reid is hesitant to turn the wheels of the Ferrari over to a rookie. He just is. You know, that's one thing he he likes is a veteran presence. I'm not 100% sure he wholly likes a bunch of rookies playing a lot. Look at Darwin Thompson. Guy's not even playing. And don't forget, Kareem Hunt was the backup until Spencer Ware got hurt. And then he goes and leads the league in rushing. But as far as the quarterback position, he wants that experience. You know, as good or bad as Matt Moore can look at different times, the problem is, the problem is he'll go with that veteran presence. I mean, seriously, look at Nick Foles. The minute he came available, Andy Reid goes out and gets him. I mentioned that uh, Howie Long and uh, Troy Aikman uh, were having a conversation. By the way, that broadcast on Thursday Night Football is outstanding the ratings are up 52% from last week at this time it's the Mahomes effect They had this conversation about balance on Fox and NFL Network, and I loved it.
0: Kansas City, as dynamic as they are, has to get back to basics in football, run the football.
1: I agree with Howie. First of all, it will help Patrick Mahomes. It'll take some of the pressure off of him, some of the pressure off this passing game. But in addition to that, and maybe even more importantly, it will take pressure off of this defense because it will keep them on the sidelines. They have lost time of possession. They've been worn down. It has not been good complimentary football for the Kansas City Chiefs the last couple weeks. I'm with him. Balance. They all talk about balance. Sean Salisbury came on with the, uh, he comes on every week with Sean Verne, was talking about that balance. I had Joe Thomas on from NFL Network uh, this week who was part of the broadcast. I mean, this guy knows what he's talking about. 10,363 straight snaps. No one's ever done that. Tough guys played through MCLs. He gets it. It's called balance. I even asked him, was like, would you have to throw for 350, or run for 150? It's always a run. All these guys you talk to, Lil J, they, they take pride in run blocking. But creating that balance, they're going to really have to create the balance now. It's going to have to mean, yes, RPO system, Matt Moore, maybe. His teeth aren't cutting it like Pat Mahomes is, and it's such an RPO lead. This is the uh, leadoff. Uh, normally, Brandon Kylie's in here for the show. But coming up next, here's the thing. You guys have been calling in. You can call in, in all you want, 913-576-7610. For your hot quarterback takes, I get it. But even Terez Paler talked about staying the course with Matt Moore. Thought this was brilliant. We'll do that next.
3: The leadoff with Brandon Kylie, 610 Sports Radio.
1: Welcome back to the leadoff live and local Jay Bankley with Crame Dog. Kramer the Crame Dog producing the operation 913-576-7610 is the phone number. Protein OLC with the purpose text line, 69306. Carrying this bad boy up to 1130. Talking Chiefs, talking local college football, talking a lot of different things. But you guys want to talk about this quarterback situation. I'm down with that. If that's what we want to do, let's do it. Let's dance. I was uh, talking earlier, and I had not a lot of reaction about the defense. As far as Okafor saying, we got to step up with Pat Hurt. Why didn't he step up before? That's the real question. Listen to this from Terrence Paylor, who uh, joins the different shows uh, during the week. But not only that, Therese Paylor and the Therese Paler Show, 6 o'clock Monday nights, Outstanding Radio. Here's Therese, hard to imagine a quarterback coming in and learning the playbook exactly.
0: If you can find somebody you think could help you, would have changed a little bit, you know. You know, that's something you would have to look into. But, man, it's tough It's tough for a quarterback to come in with this voluminous playbook and, like, immediately get it. So, you know, beyond Chad Henney, you know, beyond my, know, I'm not sure you know, what, what kind of options you've got because it's not
1: like a super easy playbook to me to come in and pick up. I've not read Andy Reid's playbook, but I have to imagine, not easy, not easy, picking up an Andy Reid playbook. Let's go to Jerry. He wants to talk about the Kansas City quarterback situation. What's up, Jerry?
2: How's it going, Jerry? So, a lot of people seem to forget all of the playmakers we have on our offense it just wouldn't make sense to go out and look for a quarterback when we got someone who knows the playbook where we're both got right
1: now. You know what? That's, that's an important thing, man, actually understanding the playbook and not having to dumb it down. Listen, these guys, Andy Reid makes adjustments. I, mean, I can tell sometimes he's calling plays to help Pat Mahomes' ankle out. I love the balance distribution. Pat Mahomes had thrown it 11 times. They had run the ball five times. I'd love that balance. Now, normally I wouldn't like that, but when he's hobbled, I like the balance. But you're right. you got to know the playbook. And just with with Matt Moore knowing it, plus you you get the hands into Tyreek
2: Hill, Travis Kelsey, they're going to make plays regardless who the quarterback is. And I feel like Matt Moore is good enough to get the job done, even if, let's say, we go through these four weeks. I'm not scared of anybody in our division.
1: We can still take the division, go to the playoffs, and roll through with Pat Mahomes. Yeah, no question about it. We can sit there and say that Denver sucked because, I mean, they, they look like hot garbage Thursday night. Chiefs broke Denver. They broke Denver. I'm going to talk about this because they're still whining about it in Denver. Chiefs broke the Broncos. Loved it. If there's anything positive that came out of him, breaking the Broncos, definitely one of them. But they're reeling, man. They're reeling bad. But the Broncos were set up. And it was actually, I actually like the matchup matchup of the Broncos and the Chiefs. You know, they can run the ball; they run it for 116 yards a game. Albeit, not they haven't run the ball as well as last year, but it's starting to come around. Flacco's starting to come around. They'd won their last two. Chris Harris, who was counting down the days, he said at the beginning of the season until the season's over, so he can leave. Von Miller doing 13 second press conferences. It went from that to almost Disneyland overnight. That's the NFL. The NFL can be fast. If we look at the Packers and say they got lucky last week against the Lions, which they 100% got lucky, 100% got lucky. So did I because I had them in Survivor League, and I got lucky. I'll own it. I I shouldn't have that W, but I'll take it. You know, I'm not going to cry over it. I'll take the W. But you get the Packers this weekend, Aaron Rodgers, 500 quarterback on the road. Then you get the Vikings. Which Viking team is going to show up? The one that's all bitching at each other or the one that's actually playing good football? I don't know which Vikings team you're going to get. To me, that's a tale of two teams like the Broncos, too. Then the Chargers in Mexico City. That might be Waterloo for the Chargers. That might be the last stand. Because if you're going to get back in this thing, you got to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. You have to take advantage and go on a run if you know that the greatest quarter, the best quarterback right now, currently in NFL, Pat Mahomes, not playing, you got to take advantage of it. That's what these teams have to look at it as an opportunity. That's why I wish the Chiefs would have had that concentrated defensive effort against the Texans and the Colts. Because they might have two more wins. Again, nobody blows out the Chiefs. The Broncos got blown out. Teams got blown out. Hell, the Patriots lost 26-10 in week three last year to the Lions. The Chiefs don't get blown out with Mahomes. Now, Matt Moore, listen, he can come in, hand the ball off, be serviceable. I think get you by. But make no mistake about it, he's not going to win when it comes to the postseason. They've got to have Pat. If they want any any kind of run at the Super, Bowl. let's go to Blue Springs and talk to uh, Travis. What's up, Travis? What's
2: up, Big? Hey, I got three points really quick. One, I'm fine with Batmore. You remember? I'm sure you do. A few years ago, like he did fine. He took the Dolphins into Pittsburgh until he got his head bashed in in the wild card round. Like I thought he was he was perfectly fine that year, and I think he'll do that for us.
1: He's Number a 500 two, quarterback, Travis. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, but he's a backup. I mean. Yes. He, yes, he's a good backup, a too. He's fine. He's he's good. He's smart. He knows yeah. what he's doing. He's here for a reason. Again, when Amy Reed selects you to be one of his quarterbacks, you know what the hell you're doing or you wouldn't be here. Exactly. Number two,
2: when's the fake watch party at Harris? And number three, um, should I lay... Penn State is giving up seven and a half tonight to Michigan. And I'm thinking about going with Happy Valley. And I need to know your opinion on okay, that. Okay,
1: I'll give you that. But it, it's for um, if fun purposes. Like if you're betting peanuts with your friend or a lunch with your friend. I really like Penn State tonight. Penn State ninth in the country in scoring offense. Don't look at me like that. In, 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 in number two in scoring defense. Hell, the Pac-12 looks good. Oregon Ducks, they're fourth and eight. They're playing defense in the Pac-12. Are you kidding me? playoffs are crazy in college football go with Penn State what'd you say about the watch party we had it one Thursday Travis you're late you can still go at the winning streaks I don't know if CDOT and Sean Levine are still there I doubt they are but you know it's a great place to go I love going to winning streaks Hell, I go down there when I'm at Harris Casino I can't wait till they legalize gambling we go to sports books and talk about it openly and go down there and put uh, our money where our mouth is five and two last week so you can spread I'll take that what, what were you shaking your head for, Kramer? I can't stand Penn State. Who cares if you can stand them or not? You got to take that away from them. Are going to beat the hell out of Michigan or not? That's the question. Oh, I want go blue. I'm a Michigan fan. That's the question, son. That's the question. But the Chiefs broke broke the Broncos. 100%. And they're still whining about it today. I'll tell you what they're saying next.
3: The leadoff with Brandon Kylie, 610 Sports Radio.
1: The other... Thing that came out of that game. Obviously, the Pat Mahomes uh, injury was the number one thing. Uh, it'll be the number one thing in the NFL, regardless of what happens tomorrow. Um, Thursday night, the biggest story in the NFL happened with Mahomes. But several other issues. We talked about the defense stepped up. They, they said they need to step up without Mahomes. Well, you need to step up anyway. That's my point on that. But the fact of Andy Reid's ownership and dominance of this division continues. I mean, they are (laughs) – they don't know what to do, these front offices. They're looking at Andy Reid. You know, how long is Andy Reid going to be in Kansas City? Now they got Mahomes, too? Is Andy Reid going to get yet another contract beyond 2000? I think so. I think he'll be restructured. We haven't talked about that yet. We talked about paying Mahomes and all this. What about Big Red? You know, give him an extension. I think he's through 2021 now. But uh, keep him here. Keep him with the Mahomes. Keep this thing rolling. I know we get frustrated at times, but, again, who else do you want? You want the sixth all-time coach uh, coaching your team? Yeah, I think you want him. Uh, he'll get his ring with Mahomes. I, I really believe in that. But if you're in this division, what do you do? The Chargers. They've lost nine of the last ten to the Chiefs. They snapped it last year in Arrowhead, which was bogus. You have the new rules in the NFL. I'm not so sure that happens with the Chargers coming in here. But it had been nine straight against the Chargers. They've won nine of the last ten against the Raiders. They're on an eight-game winning streak against the Broncos. Hell, they haven't beat the Chiefs since Peyton Manning. If they they melted down in Denver. So if there's other things that came out of this game, that's one of the positives. The positives is it's like it's like a fight. You UFC fan, Kramer, I think you you like wrestling. I mean, you're a wrestler. And you like fighting? Yes. All right, UFC, love it. But you ever notice when someone's, you got you to gotta knock them out because if not, they're going to flounder around. They may come back and, and punch you and beat you. You got to finish them. Once you smell blood, and they do in the UFC, you see what happens. Somebody be down, and then they'll just pounce on him, jump on him and start pounding and, until they call it when the guy's defenseless. They, they seize that opportunity and just pounce on them. That's what the Chiefs did to the Broncos. They seized that opportunity, and they went and just punched Denver in the face. Flacco didn't look like he wants to play football anymore. I mean, he didn't. I mean, the Chiefs were just <laughs> nine sacks from a team that only had 11 all season. They were pissed, and Vic Fangio even said uh, just recently, it's a front page of NFL.com, fans have a right to be angry. Of course they do. He says, quote, with that performance, they have every right to be angry, and they have every right to boo. Fangio told the media, we probably deserved it. No, you did deserve it. It's a loyal fan base and uh, one that I've grown quickly to appreciate. We're doing everything we can to get this fixed as quickly as possible. It's just like when Pioli is here and people wanted him gone. And they flew the banners. They were still passionate. They just did it a different way. They still went to the games. still supported the Chiefs. They just voiced their ple- displeasure in a different way. But Flacco was terrible. And he was asked if he's thinking about switching the quarterbacks. He said defiantly, "No." Of course, Drew Locks on IR. I think he'd come back in Week Nine. I'm going. I'm going future. Flacco's not the future there. As a matter of fact, I don't think Flacco ever wanted to be a mentor. This whole thing we had last year with Alex Smith, dream situation. He was willing to do that. And people have been looking for that kind of angle for a veteran quarterback to groom that young quarterback because it worked perfectly in Kansas City. Couldn't have asked – again, you couldn't have asked for a more perfect storm. I mean, we look back in history at the Kansas City Chiefs when Pat Mahomes got drafted here – you'll think of the perfect situation. You had an established quarterback in the league, one that's a winner in Alex Smith, now not a Super Bowl champion, but a guy that could win games. You had Andy Reid as your coach. I mean, you you think that Pat Mahomes would have this success in Cleveland or somewhere else? What if Tom Brady would have ended up in Cleveland instead of New England? It matters who you're drafted by. It matters. You, You some of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever, like Tim Couch might have been a great quarterback. We never know because he just, you know, pissed it away in Cleveland. We don't know. You never know the situation. Like, would Tom Brady be a household name if he didn't go to New England? Would he ever got that shot? Or would he be selling a state farm uh two years after you know he was drafted in the sixth round? I mean, a skinny kid that nobody wanted at the combine. Um, you know, this Belichick thing worked out for him. But again, Luck happens in sports. Chance meets opportunity. It's like Wade Davis becoming one of the best relievers in the history of Major League Baseball happened because Luke CoChaver happened to get hurt. They didn't know what to do with him. He was a failed starter, flaring around. I was curious what they were going to do with him. And then he', are saying, oh, Wade, you're in the bullpen. And not only that, he surprised us. That's, sports is a weird way of doing things. But Denver was broken. Their spirits are broken. So if anything to take out of that, divisional opponents Denver hired Vic Fangio because of Mahomes. Everybody else in this league is going offense. Denver went defense for a reason. I think it's a mistake because they need to get somebody to work with quarterbacks, and I think Fangio is the opposite from some of the comments he's made about Drew Locke and the quarterbacks. He didn't know what the hell he's doing. He could coach defense. That's fine. Remember, there's some guys that can just coach. Romeo Cornell, fine defensive coordinator. Dom Capers, fine defensive coordinator. North Turner, fine offensive coordinator. Not a head coach. Fangio... At 61 years old, he's finally getting his chance. They go that direction to stop Patrick Mahomes. I think they made a mistake because they need that quarterback position. And you look at what's happening in Denver, there's no consistency. This guy that we're about to hear from, Andy Lindhall, who does the the post game in Denver, I went on his show uh last year, or maybe it was on my, I don't know. We we go back and forth from Denver to hear uh hearing from them about the Broncos. But he said that the Broncos fans are literally worried about Mahomes because they know he's going to be They know that he's a problem. When they look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they talk about Mahomes because they know he's going to be a problem for at least a decade. They never had to worry about that with Alex Smith. Despite Alex Smith, whatever you think, they didn't worry about him. They didn't worry in Denver. But they're legitimately worried about Pat Mahomes. The whole division is, again, 9 of 10 against the Chargers, 9 of 10 against the Raiders, 8 straight against the Denver Broncos. They're worried. I came in yesterday, and I put this little thing together. And I don't know if you heard this yet or not, Kramer. But uh, I enjoy every second of it. I went so during the post game, I do the post game right here with with Pete Sweeney, the Head Pride Post Game Show. And I went home one thirty two in the morning, whatever it was. And I sometimes will listen to the post game of the opponent. And I went out and listened to the Denver Broncos because I was interested in what they're saying because it looked like they were melting down. And Andy Lindholm who's a former Broncos uh, sideline reporter, lived in Denver all his life. He's like a Denver fan that got a chance at radio. Used to uh, Mark Slayers he used to be a producer for his show. He does 2-6 to six in Denver on 92.5 Altitude Sports Radio in Denver. And some of the calls, you broke the Denver Broncos. Here's evidence, starting with the host of the show, Edie Lindhall, moving into some callers.
5: This is one of the this is one of the worst games I've seen. This is one of the low points in Broncos history. Make no doubt about it. You brought in Joe Flacco to execute this offense and stay close in games. And it didn't happen tonight, man. It didn't happen tonight. And I don't know what you do with that. So this is it. For everybody out there, I'm gonna offer a public apology to my gal Crystal in particular, who I jumped on when she got upset about the trade from Flacco right away. To everybody else that I tried to tell you this Flacco thing would be all right, I apologize. I was wrong. I was wrong. I don't know what the point of this is right now. I really don't. I know. Flacco, when you protect him, when you've got a great offensive line, he can be your guy. He can. But guess what? None of that's happened. And, and I saw it tonight. You probably saw it too. Did they ever get to the 10 sack mark? Did we ever figure that out? Did they get to the 10 sacks tonight? I... I I've, I'm telling you this right now. I've already seen that look. He's shell-shocked. He's shell-shocked. He can't run, though, like Case Keaton. He can't run like any At least Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler, they can at least try to run a little bit to protect themselves. So, Flacco can't even run to protect himself. He's more stationary than I ever thought he would be. And so, you know what? I'm wrong. I don't know what you do with this. I understand you try to play Drew Lock as soon as he gets back, but again, if 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 Drew Lock isn't healthy, you can't play him either, and have been getting the look that Flacco has right now. Find a quarterback. This is this is everybody associated with this thing should be embarrassed tonight. And that man, I'm not here for hot take radio, and I'm not here for conjecture. But again, I grew up in Broncos country. This defines embarrassing right now. It defines embarrassing. Empower may want to take their money back. I hope the money's dried on that contract.
4: What up, Andy? How's it going, man? Actually, I know we're all doing terrible, right? Um, yeah. I just wanted to say this is the first time ever. I've been going to games since I was like 8. I'm 30. Um, I just kind of started laughing after the fake punt. I knew it was going to happen. I was at the Jags game. I was at the Bears game. Uh, it's kind of just wild. Like, what are they doing? It's, it's crazy. I was starting just to talk to the guys around me. It's like, okay, who do we need to keep on this team anymore? I don't even know. Um, I just looking to everyone else. I don't know what else I have new to say. Um, so I want to give it back to you. Sorry, I don't have much else to add, but uh, pretty mind-blowing.
0: Hey, Andy. So maybe this is a long shot, but since Mr. B's been and out passed the way, this team has no heart. I don't disagree. <laughs> I just feel like since... I just, I love Alway, but he's gotta go. And also, the new team, for, the new name for this game is the three-and-out ball coach. I'm out. Hey, hey, so here's the deal, I got two things. I got, first of all, you got coaches making millions and millions of dollars to draw plays that are in a high school football team. Like, I've seen better, I've seen better play designs on a middle school field. I mean, you can't keep running a 32 draw, a 32 dive, a uh, swing pass to Philip Lindsey. Like, you gotta come up with more than that. Um- and to be paid millions and millions of dollars to do that is just silly. How about jumping into a two minute offense and helping your offensive line out? How about that? You know, they're, they're getting beat. Why don't you tire out that defensive line a little bit? Like that to me, that's coaching. That's, that's changing things up. We haven't tried any of that, which, which just, it, it just gets ridiculous when you, when you don't see anyone changing anything. You see, you know, you, you want to know why the Patriots are so great because they change not only every game, what they're, they're going to do, but what they're going to do from quarter to quarter. That's what makes them so great is that that's where the coaching comes in.
2: <laughs>
1: I just love that. It's probably the last time I could play that until we play the Broncos again. They'll get some, some fresh stuff, but I, I couldn't believe it, it was, the, it was some of the best radio. It was grab your popcorn, grab a beer at three o'clock in the morning and listen to a mile high meltdown in Denver, Colorado. It was epic. Again, this is one of the positives that came out of the game is that you have a franchise. Denver was on the cusp. I call it the Chris Harris game. They can trade him or not. That was important to Denver because they could have been one back of the Kansas City Chiefs. But instead, they peed their pants, and now they're all crying. And the best result happened is that you took a divisional opponent, you smacked them in the mouth, they tapped out and said no moss, and the Kansas City Chiefs stomp them in epic fashion. Beautiful to see. That was one of the big positives that came out of that game. Good luck, Denver. Now you got to play at Arrowhead. (laughs) Can't wait for that one. Coming up next, uh, we talk uh, some college football. A lot of college football going on today. I had an opportunity to catch up with John Kurtz, K-Man in Manhattan, about the game that you're going to hear right here on 610 Sports Radio. Pre-game starting at 1130. John Kurtz, Kansas State. They had a bye last week. Did it help them? We find out next.
3: The leadoff with Brandon Kiley, 610 Sports Radio.
1: Welcome back to the leadoff. No Brandon and Kylie today. You'll be back next week. Uh, Jay Binkley filling in here with the crane Kram Dog. Kramer producing the operation. Uh be back tomorrow, 10 to noon, talking to little Kansas City Chiefs. A Little uh, wrap it up college football today. There's some there's some there's some main storylines coming out. Is that rain or that's rain? All right. We're about to get to the snow games, Kramer. About to get to the snow games. Those are the best games, man. Those are the best games. Um this text is great. Uh from the nine one or from the nine one three. I love this. You idiots are laughing at them, but literally most of the things they said about their coach could be said about our coach as well. What, the sixth all-time uh, winningest coach who's been through six title games, AFC, NFC, one Super Bowl? I get it. He didn't have the ring, but I love the fact you called us idiots because that is 100% true. Let's go out to Anaheim before I get into some K-State talk with uh, John Kurtz, my conversation earlier this week. Let's go out to Anaheim Anaheim, because uh, I to take this call from Reggie. He of hot caramelized ash juice defense. What's up, Reg?
6: Oh yeah, man. It was. It, it wasn't
1: that man. No, it wasn't caramelized, it was, was it? That it was, was Broncos. Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah, Broncos. Oh, yeah. Now the
6: Broncos whole team is is fermented uh, butt follicles. But um, you need to call in there
1: no, Denver, man. You need to give him a call, Reg. Let me know how you're feeling.
6: Hey man, I'm not gonna poke the bear, man. I know how quickly it, it, this can change on a dime. Poke it. We'll be the ones. <laughs> no. Man. Hey, man, I've been a Chiefs fan all my life. We ain't won a Super Bowl since uh, this, uh, slavery was abolished, man. I'm not going to poke nobody's bear until, <laughs> hey, we, Reggie, until we at least
1: get one. <laughs> Reggie, here's the deal. You know how I got to meet Andy, the guy that melted down, that postgame host? I used to yeah. go to work all the time. Before I got on the radio, I used to go to work all the time out in Colorado Springs. And uh, oh. I, was, I would always listen to Denver radio because uh, Andy was the producing for Stink, Mark Slayruth. But I used to call in and talk junk just as a caller. Uh, I would call in and talk junk to Andy in the, in the Broncos radio. Cause I've been doing this for a long time, calling and talking junk to Broncos. I loved it, but I love their meltdown, man. Oh,
6: I love it too, man. I love the misery. I mean, if you're a guy like me that grew up doing the Elway era, when when he was constantly uh, breaking breaking Kansas City hearts in the nineties oh. and in the early two thousands, man, yeah, what he they, did. they I love I, I love the misery in all the AFC West teams except <clears throat> obviously the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, which brings me to my next my, my next uh, point. You know, uh, obviously it was a little bit shell shocked seeing Patrick go down like that, and and hindsight is twenty twenty. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. If if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk, man. I mean, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Um, this has been a year of adversity, man. This has been a year of trials for, for the Chiefs Kingdom, uh, with the injury bug. I mean, we've lost, uh, pretty much all of our top, uh, stars, you know, at some point during the season at this point, with the exception of like Frank Clark. So, I mean, this is just another test, man. And, uh, we come ready with a number two pencil, you know, so, you know, I just think that, you know, we kind of, we, we have to ride this out. I would love to get a mobile. Backup quarterback at some point, either in the draft, there's a couple kids in college right now that I think would be great, uh, mid round draft picks, maybe in the fifth or sixth round. Uh, the kid at Utah State is, is really good that I like. He's mobile. Uh, there's a kid named, uh, J- uh Jamar Moore, I believe at, uh, at Tech, at Louisiana Tech that plays baseball for their baseball team and plays quarterback that I think would be a nice, Addition to add to uh, to back up Patrick for the next eight years or so, Uh, but but we can worry about that when you know when when the off season comes. Um, Unfortunately, but you know what? Though
1: just keep taking stabs at quarterbacks. You know this is what this is what Patriots have done. They've had Tom Brady, the goat, and they'd go out and get Ryan Mallett and and, and Matt Castle. It didn't matter because it's commodities. And Jimmy Garoppolo, it's commodities. It's 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 a stock. Quarterbacks in this league are a stock, and you can trade them away. I mean, you, you cultivate them, you groom them, you have an Andy. Like, if I'm another team, I'm going, man, he learned from Andy Reid and, and Kaft and mm-hmm. the enemy and all these guys. Which trade the Kansas City Chiefs? It's commodity to keep throwing darts at quarterbacks. I'm 100% with you.
6: Yeah, so, I mean, you know, and having said that, I love the, the defense finally, man. They finally, you know, but you can only take uh, your manhood being challenged in public for so long before you come out swinging mad. And – And unfortunately, that's what it took. Now the question then becomes, can you do this consistently? Can you come out and play with that same uh, chip on your shoulder for the next few weeks? Because one game is great, is good, but we need to see this uh, uh, consistently. We need to see these guys come out. Obviously, they're not going to have nine sacks every week, but we need to come out and see you guys put up great effort because that's all it seemed to be is that they weren't putting forth The effort, they weren't aggressive. And stopping the run is more about want to. It's like playing defense and and basketball. That's more about want to. Rebounding is about want to. Now, if you're getting the ball thrown on you all over the park, now that's a little bit more skill. I mean, those guys are are very skilled that catch the ball and, and defend the pass. But I was just glad to see them actually play like they had a pair of external testicles. And um, and I'm I'm hopeful I'm hopeful to see it again, man. All right, talk to you later, man. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> man, you should call Denver Radio, man. Just enjoy it while you got my homes. Talk that junk. I I mean, that, t- yeah. Talking junk is part of sports. I love it. If there was a Broncos fan that called us and talked junk, I would love it. I'd love it too. It'd be, it'd be, that's a good radio, right I'd there. I'd welcome it. Raiders fans, you name it. I mean, I, I, I loved when because it's the rivalry. I loved when it was it was peaking, and I loved hearing from Raiders fans. Back, you know when they were relevant. Nobody in this division is relevant. Not even the Raiders. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet, being. Yeah, not yet. Not not yet. yet. I, you know what, though? I'm on the side. There's two sides of John Gruden. Do you think he's a genius or do you think he's a dumbass? Because last year there was a lot of dumbass when they got rid of Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper, let's face it. But then they get five first-round picks. And then you bring in Mayock, you know, the NFL Network guru, draft guru. You know, so far it looks like Mayock might have known what he's talking about. That was the most interesting thing to me in the draft was Mike Mayock. How good was he going to be? That was the question. How good was Mike Mayock? heres I mean, it, call draft gurus know-it-alls or whatever. I mean, I think we all think we know it all at some point, and we swing and we miss so much. I mean, I, I've swung and missed a million times, thinking someone's going to be a better player than they actually were. I miss on quarterbacks all the time. Hell, I mean... Hopefully, you know, I was high on Baker Mayfield, like extremely high on Baker Mayfield. And last year, you know, for a while, it looked like I'm right. And now, now I wonder if I was right or, you know, I mean, not that it matters. It didn't matter what I think, but, you know, it's part of that sports. We, we, we get things wrong. There's what, I mean, if I had my dream, I would take Chase Young, the, the defensive end from Ohio State. He gets to the court. He's the best player in the country. Ohio State, by the way, has an average margin of victory of 40 points a game. It is insane what Ohio State is doing. Get this, Kramer. Outscoring, we talk about the Chiefs being good in the second quarter. Outscoring their opponents 158-20 to in the second quarter. And I know you're a Michigan fan. Outgaining them 1,422 yards to 309. That is physical domination. We're going to talk some more college football. We're carrying you. Uh, to about 11.30 when the K-State uh, Network uh, takes over. But I wanted want to play this just for a second on John Kurtz. He's a uh, faithful tour our colors podcast. He joins me each and every week on Rush the Field. Not sure how many people are listening to it right at 8 o'clock when the Chiefs are playing the Denver Broncos. Uh, I would guess not many, but uh, you can download it on demand if you want to get primed for today's games with uh, John Kurtz, Gary Pinkle, and Josh Klingler. These guys all know exactly what they're talking about. But this is why I let off the question was, was the bye week good for Kansas State? Kansas State's got to find their identity. Missouri, I think, has found their identity. I watched Kelly Bryan on the SEC Network uh, with Marty McGee the other day, and he was talking about finding that identity. I talked a lot about identity with Pinkle. Was the bye week good for Kansas State?
2: I sure hope so. Uh, it was interesting. Chris Kleiman at his weekly press conference this week did uh, going on a rant's probably too strong, but he definitely made it clear that he was not a fan of the way these bye weeks have been structured for K-State because they have basically two bye weeks in the span of 21 days. They had a bye week and then Baylor and Oklahoma State and another bye week. I think he would have preferred them to be stretched out more, and, and a part of the issue here is that you've lost two games in between there, so it's now been over a month since that Mississippi State game, a.k.a. over a month since K-State actually won a football game. Difficult to to maintain positive momentum and keep the energy up and that sort of a thing, I think, through this stretch. But I think K-State's doing what they can to get the most out of it. The focus has been, according to Chris Kleiman, getting some more work with what they would call K-State versus K-State. And I know it sounds weird to think in practice, okay, it's everything K-State versus K-State. But what that meant is less K-State against the scout team, the scout team showing the look of the opponent, D.C.U., and more just, hey, let's play our ones against our ones. Let's get some of our younger players in there against the ones, get them high-quality reps, and just work on ourselves. And that's definitely been the emphasis on defense. It's been tackling, and not necessarily just what you would think with hitting a guy and taking him to the ground. It's more about run fits and angles and that sort of thing because K-State's problem has been giving up the big play. Then offensively, I think it's a matter of working in younger playmakers like Chris Heron, at receiver, who's a true freshman, and Joe Urban, who's a true freshman at running back, and trying to get them as up to speed as they can with the offense and what's going on so that they can better utilize their ability.
1: We there talked about John Kurtz right there. It's, uh, the 435 Podcast Network, each team has their own podcast. It's Faithful to Our Colors with John Kurtz in K State. You, I'm a Zou fan, True Sun Podcast with Brandon Kylie. Each and every week takes a look at Missouri, the game that they had in the upcoming game. And of course, the. Uh, um, the Mastery podcast from uh, Sean Levine about the Kansas Jayhawks. And every Thursday night, I bring on uh, Josh Klingler. If you're a Kansas fan, you want to hear about the Kansas games. And Gary Pinkle for Mizzou and John Kurtz for Kansas State. So check that out if you want to get prime. We're going to talk some college football coming up. Uh, The importance of maybe some of today's games with the local teams. We'll do that next.
3: The leadoff with Brandon Kiley, 610 Sports Radio.
1: Welcome back to Lead Off. No Brandon Kiley today. Be back with you next week. Jay Binkley here with Kramer, the cream Dog, producing the operation. Uh, good stuff on, on schedule for the college football slate. It's kind of spaced out enough because I always hate when teams play at the exact same time. So we've got to do a little creative work today. Kansas State at 1.30. Mizzou coming on at 3. So right around halftime, although college football drags a little bit longer. So you get to do split screen on that one. Then the Jayhawks don't play till 6 o'clock. At night. So they're kind of spaced out with 133 and six for the local teams. But Missouri couldn't have had a better weekend. Not only do they beat Ole Miss and John uh, Reese Plumley, the quarterback, just run like crazy. But the matter of fact, the SEC took a hit and the SEC East all of a sudden looks more palatable for the Missouri Tigers. Georgia losing to South Carolina, a team that Missouri beat, a team that Missouri allowed 16 rushing yards to. The South Carolina Gamecocks, they take an L. Florida takes an L. They were undefeated, take an L in Baton Rouge. And Missouri's got them both. They got Florida at home, and they get, do have to go to Georgia. That's going to be a monumental game. I, I know they try to say Arkansas is the rival. That's the new rival for Missouri. It, we all know it's Kansas, and nothing will ever change that. It was the oldest rivalry. Well, they need to bring this rivalry back. That's a different subject for a different day. It meant something to fans. It did. But... I digress. That Georgia game, when Missouri went down there with Gary Pinkle and beat Georgia, I think it was an SEC Network game at that time. Missouri wasn't getting the run, and they make two straight title games. You know, the Georgia game, to me, is kind of uh, meant Missouri arrived. They arrived. I was down there for the first ever SEC game in Columbia when Georgia came in and beat the Tigers in Columbia. But when they went down the, to, uh, to Athens, Georgia, and beat the Bulldogs, things changed. But can you imagine the Missouri Tigers in the SEC title game not going to a bowl game. Can you imagine that? Now, I mean, come on. They're going to face Alabama or LSU in the title game. It's not going to happen for the Missouri Tigers. But even if they went, what a huge success story for the Missouri Tigers. They were up 14 to nothing at Wyoming game one. Allowed 297 yards rushing. Just getting gashed. In the next four games, Missouri gets a total of 86 rushing yards combined against them. That's taking the hits. I mean, they're, they're their spiritual leader on defense, Kel Garrett, put, would have been first-team All SEC this year. Could have been All-American. He had three. Touch, he's a defensive player linebacker. Three touchdowns in three straight weeks until he's out for the year. That's a huge miss. And It looked like Kelly Bryant was going to be down too in that Troy game. Like he was going to hurt, be hurt, and miss some games. But he's uh, what twenty-six and three as a starter. It's kind of the Jalen Hurt story. Jalen Hurts was, what twenty six and two at Alabama before he went to Oklahoma. Say what you want, like people can't criticize the the the, the transfer portal because they're all taking advantage of it. College quarterbacks moving places is look at some of the best. Teams. Joe Burrow used to be at Ohio State; he's down in LSU. Probably going to go to New York for a Heisman Trophy ceremony. Actually, Jalen Hurts will probably be there too. There's two quarterbacks that actually transferred from their original spots. That's taken over that the transfer portal. Teams are just watching that. Who's going to enter it, and then they're going out and grabbing them. So that's the Missouri Tigers and what's kind of in front of them. Uh, they had five straight home games, but three straight road games in the SEC. I actually talked to Pinkle on that. You can check it out on Rush the Field on the band. I talked about that. You know the the mindset of playing on the road compared to at home. Then Brent Deerman takes over at Kansas as offensive coordinator. I listen. I like the press clippings. I like. What Les Miles did, it's very tough when you switch out Kansas, they can do it because, I mean, no one's having any expectations for that football team. But this guy, Brent Dierman, as the head coach last year, I know it was NAIA, 55 points a game. They lost to Baker in the playoffs last year. He was the head coach. He's now the offensive coordinator. He was an offensive analyst for, like, Gus Malzahn and Auburn. You know, He was hired as a consultant for Kansas on that offense. But he's an up-tempo guy, and everything I've read about like the practices and the linemen, you know, having to run, you know, out to the line of scrimmage, it's an up-tempo. I- I'm curious to see Kansas, because r- they-, they changed offensive coordinators in the bye week. Magic's not going to happen with this team. Magic's not going to happen, although I was shocked the way they played at Boston College. You know, Les Miles, one of those guys, I like his charisma. I like his attitude. I I like climbing at Kansas State, and I can't wait till Kansas State squares off against Kansas in the Sunflower Showdown because that game is epically important to the Kansas recruits. You're going to buy into Les Miles. You're going to buy into Chris Kleiman. Because right now, these Kansas City coaches, they like Chris Kleiman. Because at North Dakota State, he recruited Kansas City. And they have a healthy amount of respect for him. Les Miles probably has that too at this point. I know that before, Kansas hadn't had that respect from the Kansas City coaches because they didn't really they, – they David Beatty cared about Texas and Louisiana. You know, the best running back in the state of Kansas up at the peak of running back, he's he's committed to Minnesota next year. The four-star wide receiver from Bishop Meage has committed to Minnesota next year. What's the problem with that? Kansas doesn't have all these blue chippers, and they're going to Minnesota and not Kansas or Kansas State. They've got to flip that mindset and get them going, but uh, Kansas State needs to get to a bowl this year, need to get things turned around, and TCU, probably the right uh, recipe for Kansas State to get things going in the right direction. I was shocked that Baylor came in and handled K-State like they did. Baylor's better than we th- thought. At least I thought they were coming to the season. But Charlie Brewer, the quarterback there, is doing an outstanding job. Did that overtime game against Texas Tech that they won. But, man, that team, that team's that team's undefeated. They play Oklahoma State today. I think the Cowboys do beat them. It's tough to go to Stillwater. I feel like Ron here, this useless prediction. Nobody goes to Stillwater. Nobody goes into Oklahoma Joe's and comes out with a uh, with a dub. Or what's that What's that place in, in Stillwater everybody eats at? Um, Eskimo Joe's. I've never eaten there, but uh, it's uh, very popular. Uh,
4: same. I've never eaten there either.
1: I guess. But uh, I like my Gundy. I do. I like his attitude. I'm a man. I'm 40. But the local schools, as far as nationally, I think it's going to be a little bit of chaos because the college football playoffs – if there's one year you're saying we need to get to eight teams, and it's not out of the out – of, out of uh, we shouldn't look at this thing like it's never going to happen. Nobody ever thought the playoffs would happen. But what happened was is Alabama played LSU in a national title game and all the powers that be met in, in Louisiana in a hotel room right after they said, it's the one time fans got their way. Fans have been clamoring for playoffs, and they realized with the ratings and everything that the the, the country didn't want to see an SEC showdown. For a national, they want to playoffs. But this year, I mean, big game today, Oregon against Washington. Two quarterbacks that get a lot of runs. Jacob Eason, the former Georgia quarterback at Washington, Justin Herbert, that a lot of people have as a first round quarterback, maybe the first quarterback taken in next year's class for Oregon. Oregon, they're playing defense actually. Fourth in the nation in scoring defense. Who would have thought the Ducks play defense? Nobody. Nobody, but they're actually playing defense. Then you got the Big Ten, Penn State, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, 29 total points they've given up this year, four shutouts, best running back, in my opinion, the country in Jonathan Taylor. I'll listen to your Chuba Hubbard talk at Oklahoma State, Leads the Nation, but uh, give me Wisconsin and that defense. Creme Dog, hope you enjoy the games today. I'm definitely enjoy the college football slate today as well and get the opportunity to watch the local teams kansas state tcu right here 610 sports radio coming up in just a second i'm jay binkley for brandon Kylie. that uh, he'll be back next week for kramer the Creme Kram dog producing the operation thank you very much i'll see you guys tomorrow actually at 10 o'clock see you
3: Brandon Kiley, 610
5: Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs.